Hello, my friend, and welcome to TFU News and Views. I am your host, Anthony Brucali, and this is our New York Comic Con 2018 coverage. And in this episode, I'm going to talk a little bit about all the amazing, amazing Transformers-related stuff I saw in and around New York Comic Con, beginning with Hasbro's fan press only uh, event on the Thursday of New York Comic Con 2018. And uh, so just a little little less than a week ago, Thursday morning, uh, Hasbro got a bunch of us together from uh, various Transformers websites, uh, including myself, some folks from Radio Free Cybertron, and uh, the AllSpark, uh, Ben from BWTF, and uh, many more. Uh, and got us into a room and got us uh, together to check out some of the new toys. And uh, they actually did this in two sessions. So we had a morning session with them uh, that was fairly brief, but uh, it w- and it didn't have a lot of stuff to show. Uh, but in that session, we covered uh, some Cyberverse, some Bumblebee movie uh, figures. And then in the afternoon session, we went over uh, the reveals and saw the diorama of reveals for... 2019's Generations line uh, called War for Cybertron Siege. And uh, if you were around a few months ago in the summer during San Diego Comic-Con, you know, I had appeared on a number of podcasts and gave my views about that. Those reveals then, and actually my opinion has changed quite a bit, but we're going to go in order. So let's start, because I'm going to go through my pictures, (laughs) and let's start with uh, the morning reveals. So the morning reveals showed us some one-step changers for Cyberverse, including Wheeljack, which, uh, as a Wheeljack fan, uh, I will most certainly pick up. Uh, and it's actually a pretty cool-looking one-step. Uh, it's not terribly complex. It looks like it just uh, folds open and everything reveals. But it does have a shoulder-mounted missile launcher. Now, one new thing with the one-step figures uh, going forward in 2019 is that they will have accessories they'll have either firing missiles or some sort of hand weapon the uh the bumblebee we saw had a a spinning hand weapon uh there appears to be a new optimus prime in this one step group along with a prowl and a that's a larger slipstream hiding out in the background but um just looking through my images and of course uh if you want to check out a lot of these images i posted every single one of them to twitter uh, so twitter.com slash TFU underscore info or at TFU underscore info. And uh, I will be posting these. I think I posted them to Instagram as well. T- uh, Instagram.com slash TFU info. Uh, but I will get these around to Facebook at some point as well. Uh, there's also a hot rod with a spinny disc for hand. And that's a pretty neat little toy. Uh, but look, it's one step. They're nothing terribly special. I know. Um, we also had revealed... Uh, a few of the larger Cyberverse uh, figures, a Bumblebee with a flip-out missile in his hood, and a new Optimus, and a Slipstream. That's the Slipstream in the background, by the way. (laughs) We also got revealed a few uh, Warrior class figures, and a few Legends class, uh, I guess Legion class figures uh, for Cyberverse in... um, Let's start with the Legion class. We have a Shadow Striker and a Ratchet. 
Um, and those look pretty neat. And uh, if you like that scale, they're, they'll fit in perfectly with your collection. Now, the Warrior class, uh, we saw a couple of neat things. So there is a Prowl and a Soundwave and a Hot Rod. Now, uh, the gimmick features on these are not nearly as intrusive as they have been on the uh, first wave of Warrior class figures. In addition, um, Prowl and Mirage, at the very least, and I didn't get to see much of... Hot Rod, we didn't have a lot of time in the morning uh, with them for this. Uh, and they have knees. Both of them have uh, knee, knee joints, uh, which didn't happen on the uh, some of the previous toys at the Warrior class in Cyberverse. I know that was a big complaint. Uh, but they also have, also have some pretty decent um, action features on these toys. So Prowl has these automatic uh, flip-over shoulder cannons. And Shockwave has Laserbeak in his chest. It's actually called Laserbeak Blast is the feature. There's a clear bird Laserbeak that pops out of his chest. And it looks kind of like a cuckoo clock. And I have video of both of those uh, action features on Twitter right now. And uh, Hot Rod has uh, weapons that come out of his shoulders. But these were early production. Uh, these weren't production versions. But these were um, early model versions of these. So the features... Uh, they were they were a little um, wary of showing off the features because they didn't necessarily work properly because they're not final versions. We also had some Energon igniters from the upcoming Bumblebee movie, including Blitzwing in tank mode, which clearly looks to me uh, as some form of Megatron retool. I'd have to dig in a little bit deeper to see if there was a Megatron that kind of fits this. Uh, but there's also um, Shatter in jet mode. Uh, another new Optimus Prime with a flat nose cab and Shatter in the larger Energon Igniters uh, series uh, in car mode. Additionally, uh, going back to one step, there's two more I'm finding pictures of, and that is Megatron and Bumblebee. Now, Bumblebee has a spinning blade weapon for his hand, and Megatron actually has a missile firing fusion cannon. Now, we also saw in that morning session we were teased with uh two posters for war for cybertron siege and uh these are two very interesting posters uh we have one of megatron standing victoriously crushing and i was told it was a guardian robot but it's clearly if you know what the guardian robots are you know that omega supreme is one of them and so that that design belongs also to omega supreme but it's megatron crushing a bullet-ridden head of a Guardian robot with its claw arm uh, in the background. And then in the second scene, and according to Ben Montano, who is Hasbro's marketing guy uh, uh, for Transformers, uh, he turned that head into a throne, and it's Megatron sitting on his throne with the disembodied Guardian head and uh, a number of uh, Decepticons flanking him uh soundwave shockwave thundercracker starscream laserbeak and ravage now from there uh, a number of us hung out because there was going to be a hasbro live panel at new york comic-con but the hasbro event and i don't know if you've heard this other places the hasbro event wasn't anywhere near the actual new york comic-con so the Hasbro event is um, not an official New York Comic Con event. It's more of a, 
uh, a thing Hasbro does, knowing New York Comic Con is going on and knowing they're going to be in town anyway to do their panel or their their brief appearance on the live stage, they rent a space somewhere in Manhattan. Now, unfortunately, this space they rented this year was up in the up in Midtown in the mid fifties, right near um, Trump Tower. If you ever look at a map. And if you can look where Trump Tower is versus where the Jacob Javits Convention Center is in New York, they're basically on opposite sides of the island and about a mile uh, north or south, depending on which direction you're going, uh, in addition to being very wide apart. So they're not very close to each other at all. So a number of us decided to just hang out at the hotel thinking, um, we'd watch the stream on sci-fi just like everyone else. And, uh, wow, that sure came back to bite us. Uh, so what happened is the sci-fi stream went down and, uh, we didn't get to see the reveal of Omega Supreme at the panel. So, uh, they didn't call it Omega Supreme. They said it was a guardian robot and that will be the next Titan, but there is no way they're selling, uh, a guardian robot, a generic guardian robot at the Titan price point let's be honest here there's no nostalgic tie back there's no um there's no feels let's put it that way there's no way someone is gonna go into the store and see that not knowing it was coming out and be excited that it's a guardian robot they're gonna be more excited when it's omega supreme so it looks like the next titan which we will see revealed at New York Toy Fair in February will be Omega Supreme. So we missed out on that, but eventually uh, the Hasbro folks did come back to us and uh, tell us uh, and bring us in for a afternoon session, which we thought was going to be just an interview session, but they brought out this uh, amazing diorama that uh, John Warden, uh, the lead designer on Generations, had put together. And he had mentioned there were some Easter eggs in there. Uh, one minute here for me as I look for my photos of the diorama and that day. Oh, and probably worth mentioning, uh, in the meantime, while we were waiting for the panel to start, IGN released their official uh, coverage and their official photos. And in those photos were Starscream and his Tetrajet mode. Megatron uh, at leader class and his tank mode, uh, Voyager class Soundwave and his uh, space hovercraft mode, as it's being called, and Shockwave, I'm sorry, is, I think Megatron is at Voyager class, yes he is, and uh, Shockwave at leader class with his uh, space gunship mode and uh, his combined uh, parts uh, surfboard mode and the deluxe reflector uh, and that's, I'm sorry, refractor uh, with uh, an R and a K in that phrase. And uh, his uh, camera mode, which is actually three versions of that toy combined. So, one o'clock, they decide to let us in to see the diorama. Now, uh, do keep in mind, when we got to see the diorama, I did run a live stream on YouTube. So if you swing over to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash tfuinfo, and if you're not subscribed, uh, you should be, because you would have gotten a notification that I was broadcasting live 
on YouTube and would have been able to check out the live footage from the hotel as I was there uh, and heard all the commentary as well. But if you missed out, no worries. The video is up on YouTube for you to check out. And uh, I've heard some things about the audio quality. The audio quality is what it is. I'm shooting on an iPhone to get you that footage live. Um, so it's it, it was a room. Uh, that, you know, I didn't have a microphone on people, so that's just going to be what it is. Uh, I recommend throwing on some headphones, playing around with the volume. You'll hear a lot of good quotes. Now, at this display, they pretty much revealed the entire first two waves of War for Cybertron. And uh, we got to see we got to see that shockwave in person. Uh, we also got to see the new weaponizer in Brunt. Uh, we saw a new Duocon in Skytread, a.k.a. Flywheels. And uh, we were told... Uh, one of the things that's neat about that toy is the connection. Now, it doesn't turn into individual robots like uh, Battletrap did, but the connection piece between uh, the top and the bottom is universal with the Battletrap figure that came out in Power of the Primes, which means you can swap lower and upper halves on that toy. And we were also told that it's the exact same size as uh, Battletrap, and so that means uh, they should be pretty much in scale with one another. We saw the weaponizers, such as Cog and Brunt. Brunt is the weaponizer for Trypticon. Cog, the weaponizer for Fortress Maximus. And we found out that uh, the Reflector figures are identical with a clip-on viewfinder piece uh, for the middle for, uh, for to form viewfinder for the middle piece and then the rest for the ends. And uh, another interesting note, we found out that if you take those and uh, if you have more than three, in theory, you can make uh, an infinite camera <laughs> if you wanted to put a whole bunch of them together. Uh, we also learned that the Soundwave figure has a hidden lamppost mode, much like uh, he was in More Than Meets the Eye, and there's actually a shot on my Twitter feed of that uh, mode painted black and hidden into the diorama. Uh, Megatron and, Sound, uh, and Optimus are both at scale now. And uh, we found some found out about some more uh, weapon, uh, not weaponizers, battle masters and micromasters. And so we found out, uh, we knew about Lionizer, but we also found out about uh, Aimless and uh, I believe it is Bombers? No, that's wrong. Uh, blowpipe. Found about aimless and blowpipe as part of the Battlemasters series. And we also found out about the Micromaster Spy Patrol, which is Laserbeak and Ravage in their pre Earth forms. And the Laserbeak and Ravage both form uh, cassette like objects that do fit into Soundwave's chest. Soundwave is actually able to push the button on his chest. And Laserbeak has his Cybertronian face that we see in the first episode of the original series. Uh, we got to see the Starscream in Tetrajet form. And the uh, two jets, I uh, believe they are Whisper, uh, no, Visper and Stormcloud. Uh, that at that point we also got to see a bunch of uh, we got to see movie masterpiece uh, Bumblebee in the VW bug mode, and we saw the new uh, 
New York Comic Con exclusive through Entertainment Earth, which is Studio Series 36 Drift with uh, three baby Dinobots. And so that was everything we got to see. And a lot of it, you know, I was very uh, unimpressed from the San Diego reveals. And uh, we got to learn a lot about um, what the, the idea of the line was and what, what the goal of the line was. There's, there's certainly an interchangeability uh, of parts and weaponizing your characters to kind of build them up to be um, kind of machines of war. And uh, there's the blast effects, which work on the battle masters, and they come with the battle masters, but are also um, planned for on the other figures. So there are posts and slots for things to work on the larger figures with the blast effects from the smallest figures. Moreover, the all the MicroMaster teams, with the exception of the the Spy Patrol cassettes, uh, have a combined mode. Uh, in fact, you can actually take uh, Ravage in his cassette mode and attach it to the back of Hound, uh, a la the uh, previous generation's version of Hound. And uh, there's a picture of that on the Twitter feed as well. We also found out that, uh, you know, one of the things... Trying to get back to my initial reactions from earlier this summer in July. And one of the things that bugged me about what we had revealed in the Autobots was character selection. And I thought the character selection was pretty, I don't want to say it was poor. I understood why you were getting Prime and Sideswipe and, you know, and some of the the Autobots we've seen a bunch of times. But one of the things I didn't realize, and I think this is very important, is that this line, just like uh, Power of the Primes, is being co-branded between Hasbro and Takara. So the character selection and the choices of, of who makes each series is also being done with the Japanese market in mind, and that is a very big deal. So while we may want some deep cuts from our series or the American series, or we're just tired of 84, 85, 86... Um, Asian isn't necessarily tired of those characters or has even had a chance to get those, especially in parts of, you know, in parts of China and Philippines and Singapore. Um, so we have to keep that in mind that that is also part of Hasbro's uh, character selection choices as they design out this line. And so while there's certainly ones here to be really happy about, I think Refractor is a great idea. Brunt is really cool. Um, seeing Cog up close... Uh, I really, really like this weaponizer idea. Uh, I'm impressed with the Starscream mold. I think it's going to be uh, something other than a Seeker at some point. I'm leaning heavily on it being Skyfire. And I'm not saying Jetfire. I'm saying Skyfire. Look at that nose cone. Um, part of me feels like there is a plan there because that leg kibble doesn't make sense for Starscream or the Tetrajets, but it sure makes sense for Skyfire. Uh, the Soundwave toy is really nice, real nifty. And uh, the you know what? Even the Battlemasters giving us stuff to then uh, port back to our Titans Return figures in Blowpipe and Aimless to put with Trigger Happy and Misfire is is a nice touch. And finally, you know, the, the rest of the Autobots Optimus looks really good. Uh, I was and I wasn't really bummed out by the battle damage. There are no more stickers in the line. That's that's really big. 
uh, everything is a tampograph or um, a paint wash in the form of something similar to a tampograph there. They explained it. I wasn't really listening because I was in the midst of other things, um, which happens at these events. You only have so much time to get everything you want to get done uh, completed, plus ask questions, plus listen to the answers, plus record as much as you can. Uh, so it's kind of a flurry. Uh, and if you're there by yourself, uh, it could be a bit of a bear to get a lot of stuff together. But I'm very happy with what I was able to get for, for you folks. So if, please do check out the Twitter feed, twitter.com slash TFU underscore info or at TFU underscore info. And you'll see everything from the Hasbro event. But that wasn't all of the Transformers stuff at New York Comic Con. So while I was at the actual convention. I finally made it down to the Javits uh, late that afternoon, about 3 o'clock by the time I got in. I uh, headed over to the Farai models uh, from Flame Toys uh, booth to pick up the New York Comic Con exclusive Nemesis Prime model. Uh, and in doing that, I had to wait online. And waiting online, we got to walk past the uh, display case. And in the display case, they had... Uh, a really cool-looking uh, Star Saber model, uh, which I assume is going to be one of their higher-priced figures at about $300. Um, that looks really cool. Um, and they're also a, a, a Victory Leo to go along with it that does combine with the Star Saber toy. Uh, additionally, there was an Optimus Prime with Axe, uh, which they were actually selling at the event, as well as the Nemesis Prime in the case. And a Bumblebee model inspired by the Action Master uh, with his helipack. And that's pretty cool. And if I come across that, I probably will pick it up. Uh, additionally, in the case, they had their Tarn and Shattered Glass Drift, which are beautiful, but way, way expensive. Uh, the Tarn is gorgeous. Uh, it really is. Uh, and again, on the Twitter feed, you'll find pictures. Uh, I, it's, it's way out of my price range for something like that, but it is really nice. And the shattered glass drift in the red is kind of cool too. And then also in that case was another Optimus Prime and a lost light more than meets the eye inspired Megatron and the, uh, upcoming model kit for Starscream. Uh, additionally, I got to go over to the Super 7 store booth and the folks at super seven if you're unfamiliar with them they do a lot of masters of the universe three and three quarter inch figures they also are behind the revitalization of the muscle wrestlers brand based on a kinikuman and they do a basically a bunch of 80s inspired things uh they also have muscle figures based on the movie alien uh, they have muscle figures based on Master, Masters of the Universe. They have a number of other uh, bizarre three and three quarter inch lines. Um, and there they also had a New York Comic Con exclusive uh, Optimus Prime. I don't even know what to call it. Uh, Super Cyborg. And he uh, he is gray like he had died in the movie. And uh, I did not pick this up, but it is kind of neat looking. They also released, and these were, an ex were not exclusive to New York Comic Con, but they were um, first released for this event. And those are Keshi surprise figures. And those are basically like decoys. Um, 
and they are six characters in each faction. Uh, there's an Autobot box, and there's a Decepticon box, and they are blind packs, so you don't know which one you're getting. Um, so that makes for a lot of combinations. There are six characters in each box and four colors of each character, so that gives you 24 overall combinations per box per faction. In those uh, groups, in those factions, there are Optimus and Megatron. Uh, I believe it is Shrapnel, Starscream, Laserbeak, Soundwave, Wheeljack, Ironhide, Jazz, Bumblebee, and I think I'm sure I'm missing one. Anyway, I will figure out what the other one is. Oh, wait, here, I have my picture. Optimus, Bumblebee, Grimlock, Jazz, Ironhide, and Wheeljack. And on the Decepticon side, it is Megatron, Shrapnel, Laserbeak, Shockwave, Soundwave, Starscream. And I picked those up. Uh, I picked up four and four. I've only opened uh, three total out of the eight. And I got an orange Wheeljack, a purple Jazz, and a purple Starscream. And that pretty much wrapped up Thursday as far as transformery things that I saw at New York Comic-Con. And uh, to hear about all the rest of my adventures at New York Comic-Con, I am posting an Patreon-exclusive podcast going over some of the Transformers stuff, but uh, all the other fun I've had over the three days of New York Comic-Con. And if you'd like to be part of the Patreon, you can join as, for as little as $1 over at patreon.com slash TFU info. Uh, I believe it's the $3 level. I'd have to look, but I'm pretty sure it's the 3 or the $5 level that gets you the exclusive podcasts. Uh, but there will be an exclusive podcast over there. Um, nothing really Transformer-related on Friday, but on Saturday, one, I got to go check out some cosplayers as I was walking around, and there was a fantastic, fantastic cosplay of Bludgeon that uh, is lighting up my Twitter from the photo. And uh, if this one makes it around to you, just know I took that picture. And uh, <laughs> it is a great shot of Bludgeon outside, uh, this guy did a full samurai getup, did Decepticon logos, the skull, the helmet, the sword. Uh, and I want to give this guy credit because he was, and his name is Tim Rosser, R-O-S-S-E-R. -S -S -E and you could find him at Father Death, D-E-T-H 13, the number 13. So Father Death 13 uh, on Twitter. And uh, he's actually done a lot of G.I. Joe related cosplays and uh they're super cool so go check him out give him a follow tell him you like his costume also saw a really neat um crimson cobra commander with gold-faced destro by his side uh that day and there was a guy who was dressed as he-man who was uh basically a bodybuilder in in a he-man costume and a crappy blonde wig uh but he certainly pulled off the look really well uh, there was also the IDW panel on Saturday. And at the IDW panel, we did not learn uh, much new stuff for Transformers. What we did learn was we did see some art for Unicron number five. We saw the cover for Unicron six. Um, there's a great art of uh, the fleet being unleashed on Unicron. And uh, I believe John Barber shared this this anecdote of uh, hearing about some script where you know 
the special effects team was basically given uh, the description of unleash the fleet and uh, nothing else to go on. And that's what he gave to Alex Milne. Uh, there was nothing else Transformers related. Oh, Optimus Prime 25, we got to see the cover, and Lost Light 25 as well. And there was nothing else Transformers related in the IDW panel, but I do want to point out there were about seven or eight Transformers artists in Artist Alley. Uh, I got to spend time with a bunch of them. Uh, I walked over, and, and this is what you should do if you're at a con and you see an artist you like, go over, say hi, tell them you like their work, because uh, that's important. <laughs> for anyone who creates something that is highly, highly important stuff, uh, it's always good to feel like your work is being heard, seen, and enjoyed. Uh, and there I had a chance to uh, chat with Nick Roche, uh, writer and artist on those Wreckers series from IDW, as well as an artist and writer for Transformers Spotlight and More Than Meets the Eye. And uh, just a few tables over was Alex Milne, uh, who was also really cool, and uh, I bought a um, I bought a print from Mr. Nick Roche of the final cover of Lost Light, Lost Light 25, where it says we've achieved something. Uh, we achieved something. And from Mr. Alex Milne, I bought his 2018 sketchbook, and he was kind enough to uh, offer to sketch a head shot of someone in there, and I chose uh, Swerve, uh, and he did this awesome swerve sketch uh, in the inside cover for his sketchbook. So if you see those guys at a convention, please go over, say hi. They're super nice. And, and if you can, buy something. Because uh, if, uh, if you're like me, and I, you know, I have a perk of getting, getting these comics from IDW to review. Uh, so I do like to go and support the artists when I can. And if you really do like their art, go out and support them. Uh, because... Uh, they certainly could use it, and they certainly uh, deserve your praise, uh, whether it be verbally or in the form of a couple of bucks. That said, uh, who else was there? Uh, let's see, I talked to my old friend Dan Kana, who uh, you may know from the BotCon comics, and he is one of the uh, probably the longest-running Transformers artists that came from the Internet. Uh, and he was there. Uh, Andrew Griffith uh, was there. We chatted for a little bit fantastic person as always i finally met uh brendan cahill who's super nice and uh, talked to him for a little as well uh marv wolfman was there marv wolfman is uh, a writer a television writer wrote some probably wrote, i think four or five episodes of beast machines but more importantly wrote the return of optimus prime parts one and two and uh i kept missing him he was there and he was talking to someone so i decided to come back and then he had left for the day and uh, the next day when I had swung by Artist Alley, he was out to lunch. So I totally missed out on him. Um, who else was there? Corinne Howell was there. I uh, did not get to speak uh, to her. I uh, popped over to her table for a minute, but she was busy uh, taking care of a commission. So I did not want to bother her. Um, and Brian Shearer was there as well. Uh, but I did not get to meet him, but his table looked really cool. Uh, I think that covers... Oh, and Livio Ramondelli, uh, who I never met until this weekend, and another super nice dude. Uh, we had a great conversation about Transformers, the movie, a little bit, uh, about the death of Wheeljack and others, and uh, picked up his uh, sketchbook as well, which had some great shots in there, and actually has Wheeljack in there, who, as you know, is my all-time favorite character. 
So that pretty much covers New York Comic Con for 2018. Uh, it was honestly, it was probably one of the best cons I've been to in a while, especially for New York Comic Con, which I've been to, I think, five or six years running now. Oh, and as far as toy selection, there wasn't a lot in the dealer room. I mean, they were there, but they were overpriced. I did pick up some dollar comics that were, were pretty cool, um, or $2 comics. I did find a, a neat copy of um, the Cybertronian Volume 4, uh, which can go with the other issue of the Cybertronian that I found last year at New York Comic Con. And uh, yeah, and I did score some free stuff from Hasbro that I will be reviewing at some point in the near future. But as far as the dealer room goes, there was not um, it's not a lot of anything new or different. Uh, if you were looking for graphic novels, great place to be. Uh, you get half price or quarter price uh, graphic novels. A lot of them are usually five bucks or, or um, six for twenty five is a lot of the, what a lot of the places do. But yeah, New York Comic Con was a fantastic time. And I hope I've gotten you all up to speed. If you have any questions, uh, please reach out to me on Twitter at TFU underscore info, on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, username there, TFU info, all one word. Uh, and of course, on YouTube, youtube.com slash TFU info. And one more time, if you want to join the Patreon and hear about the rest of my adventures at New York Comic Con, swing on by to patreon.com slash TFU info. A uh, dollar is all you need to become part of the student body at Transformers University's Patreon. And I believe it's the three of the five dollar level that gets you to hear the exclusive podcast. So with that, I do want to thank you for listening. Please do check out uh, my other podcast, Transformers University. Uh, wherever you find great podcasts, you'll find that Uh and you probably already listened to it if you're listening to this. But if you don't, please swing by there. Uh, episode 36 uh, should be out already or is about to drop any day now. Till next time. See you.